Welcome back to Quickie Wiki What. I'm Joseph, joined as usual by my partner Justin. Every episode, we each bring to the table a Wikipedia article we found interesting and attempt to explain our articles to one another. We are streaming this episode live on Twitch. Hello to the chat. But you'll also be able to find the VOD on YouTube afterwards, as well as the audio wherever you get your podcasts. So let's get into it. Because if you've seen the title, Hot Dog. Hot Dog. We got Hot Dogs. And I just called, so that was yours. Yeah. That's Justin. I'm Mr. Hot Dog. Obviously. And mine is, um, I just, I called it a time slip in the title, but it's technically called the Moberly Jordan Incident. And it's about a time slip. But we'll get into what time slippage is. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. So we were talking we were talking about Piggy earlier. We got yes. to see Piggy just for posterity's sake. He got this is like our diary a little bit. He got in trouble tonight. He ate something in the park well, that he wasn't supposed to. He did pick up a piece of unidentified something in the park, maybe a, t- a tiny hot pocket type of thing. Something. He did eat it. Um, but he's fine. He's done it before. Yeah. He found a McChicken once. Yeah, that the I, McChicken. And <laughs> I see everything. You know me. I'm one of the most aware people. Like, if you want to find something in the house, you ask me. Because I know where it is. Yep. I know where it was seen last. I know everything. But I didn't see that McChicken, and Piggy just found that McChicken. And this is the thing. If you're in the park, if you're anywhere, really, throw your food in the trash. Yes. Don't just throw it in the, it's not going to, you know, animals can get to it, right? Throw, please use. That's the PSA. Receptacles. Oh, you didn't see it, but there was also a very large dead rat. But that's probably not as fun to talk about. No, no. That was on our morning walk. Oh, boy. <laughs> Piggy didn't get near it. I didn't let him near that. Um. Also, we realized, so last week we said it was going to be after eight episodes we were taking a break, but it's going to be after this one. We're taking two weeks off after this one. That's right. Miscalculated on the calendar. So um, we'll be off Memorial Day and the week after that. Right. And then we'll be back with some fresh wikis. And then we'll be back. Um, I'm kind of, I mean... I'm kind of excited to just get into it unless you have some pre-show news. I, I have I just have a follow-up from oh, last sure. week. Last week, um, the toilet paper as one of my friends up gave me a an, a reminder, really. He sent me the as a, it was kind of a meme, but but the re- big reminder was that, you know, we because last week we talked about over versus under being up against the wall or hanging oh, over. Oh, I remember. But yeah, uh, he said the most important thing is remember to replace the roll when you're done. That's the that is the remind. That's something we didn't talk about. That is I a, always do that. Well, you know, <laughs> but, one of us always. You know what we both are bad at, and this is just something we need to admit live. There is a pile of, <laughs> I would say, twenty empty toilet paper rolls. Because we we save them for Piggy. We don't even have that excuse anymore. For a while, we were saving them for Piggy, hiding treats in them. They make good, like, dog toys, unless your dog's, like, a chewer and eats them or whatever. But, um, yeah, we we just slip off the old roll. It lands on the floor. It's rolled into a corner. And there's probably about 20 there right now. I was like, Mr. Arts and Crafts wants them for something. That makes us us sound like slobs. But, um... Yeah, we need to figure, we either recycle them or we'll just see how big the pile grows. Yeah. Yeah. But the same friend also, I don't remember what this related to, but the he sent a picture of his thermostat and it was night set to 80. <laughs> that is psychopath behavior, I have to tell you. No, I've that heard of that. That is unnatural. We actually slept with ours at 80. Uh, so our air conditioner was out this weekend and it was in the nineties and I think we went to bed one night and it was around 80 or so. And well, I don't remember being super uncomfortable, but I do have that cool, that new cooling blanket, the cooling blanket. That I and we had a Amazon. fan. We got the, we, we got had the, the fan. fan on, but I think that your friend is the exception. Sorry. No, you're listening, but 
everyone else in the chat and everyone I've spoken to otherwise has said 72 or lower. I don't think that's right. Do you don't like being, you are, I need to be cold when I sleep. (laughs) All right. You drink. So we'll have to end on that note because it sounds like, uh, Justin's got something stuck in his throat, and I think that's divine intervention that I'm correct. I think it's piggies. Uh, that okay, I'll I'll concede that it's divine intervention. That all right? I want to I want to talk about hot dogs. Okay, I, honestly, I know that you have a lot to say. It's I long. saw Justin doing his research on this topic, and he said um, there's a lot to say. So, and this is kind of like. I don't know. It's the kind of the reason I was thinking about it. It's like summer food Memorial Day is coming up. There's a lot of cookouts and things like that. And so um, there's a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think there's some myth- some myths about hot dogs. You know about what's in them and things like that. But yeah. then I th- I came across. Um, it wasn't in the actual Wikipedia article, but it kind of dissects the article and makes some good recommendations. Maybe what. What would be like a good, maybe a, a higher grade hot dog relative to what you might buy is the cheaper one. What are you getting when you pay extra? Okay. Interesting. So not all hot dogs are created equal. No, uh, not at all. And and there's a, there's a super fancy hot dog we'll talk about too. A little oh, bit. wow. So, um, so hot dog, one of the things, one of the controversies, and I'll just jump into it. Please? Is it a sandwich or is oh, it? Oh, we're no. We're not really going to talk about it, but here's here's one of the arguments that I think that it's not a sandwich. A hot dog is a hot dog, whether it has the bun or not. Well, yeah, because the hot dog is is literally what it's called. It says it on the package. Yeah. What do you call it? What would you even call it without the bun? Yeah, you say hot dog. You say someone gives you a, a, the sausage, the wiener, the link on the plate. I think and you a say, lot oh, that's a hot dog. And then they bring it and it's in a bun. You say, oh, that's a hot dog. Well, I think the in a lot of settings, the bun is assumed. It's just otherwise you would call it a hot dog with a bun. But if you're getting it from like a street vendor, it's assumed there will be a bun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not always. We'll get into that. But I don't think that, so there's a difference between like sausages and like Wiener schnitzels or whatever and like hot dogs. So that is like hot dog in general. So is is just more finely ground up and more. A hot dog? A hot dog is. Okay. It's finer. It's more because you, we would, we would watch that barbecue show and they just grind up meat and it's like thick and you can kind of like. You can bite into it and just kind of like, oh, that's like ground meat that's stuffed into this tube. That's a sausage. And it's got spices and stuff in it. The hot dog is just more finely ground up. Okay. So that's that's kind of the main difference between hot dogs and, and other things. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm on board with that. Um, I'm with you. Yeah. So I'm sniffing what you're whiffing. Couple of quick variations. The chat knows them and loves them. Corn dogs. Corn dogs, a variation. We love a corn dog on this hot day. That is, that is. You should just do hot corn dogs on Memorial Day. Yeah, a corn dog is one of the most perfect foods, in my opinion. It's dippable. It's holdable. There's really nothing else to do with it. It's just a. It's like a fair, like a state fair food. Right. It's holdable. There's a little bit of waste with it, but if that can be recycled, it's wood. Sure. Renewable. Renewable. Yeah. So you've got corn dogs. You got pigs in the blanket. Yep. That's a that's a fun variation. I haven't had those in forever, and I kind of doing this made me want to eat not only hot dogs, but also these other variations as well. Those were big in the South. Golf. Golfers, I guess, have their own special word for their own special term for for hot dog, yeah. Have you heard golfers? This? Golf. I this is that's just G O L F. Yeah, golf. Pork missile. I just don't. I just don't know about that. I don't Your either. Dad plays golf. We need to ask him. I know. We can. We can see. 
I don't. I just don't know. That sounded. If I if someone said, "Do you want a pork missile?" That's not what I. That would is think not they were what I would think. Me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's the not what I would think. Not at all. And then, well, my favorite variation is the chili dog. Oh yeah, which I I personally don't like. Well, and, and messy, not portable. The we, opposite of a corn dog. Did we kind of talk? Because hot dog, hot, chili, chili dog. I don't know if that's a pun or if that's well, like a maybe cold. Your next one will have to be chili dog. Chili dog. I thought it was just because there was chili on it. It's because it's chili, but it's kind of a pun but too, you know? It's a, kind of like, yeah. oh, you can say a hot dog or a chili dog. Yeah. And you got you, anytime you mention chili dogs, you got to do Jack and Diane. Got to sing the little bit. What? Sucking on chili dogs outside the taste of cream. And that's a famous song? That's a famous song. John Who? John Cougar Mellencamp. He, he was John Cougar Mellencamp. Now he's just John Mellencamp. Is that hyphenated? No. I think it's just he was. He just had a middle name. Oh, that's a middle name. That's his. Or his okay. nickname or something like that. Okay. So that's the different kind of the the fun different versions of hot dogs. So the history. Fun. Yeah. So, <laughs> so two, like you mentioned, sausages, they've been around for a long time. They've been around like Very a thousand German. years. Yeah. Yeah. But hot dogs per se were, um, they really started around like a hundred years ago probably. And they were became very popular in New York. But they think it got started maybe in the Midwest. This is a lot of kind hot of dog, like hot, hot dogs. Dog. Yeah. The modern day. Allegedly. There's a lot of allegedly's oh, thrown in there. Like there's all the who made the very first Philly cheesesteak. Right. Right. Okay. And, we, and when we get to ingredients, then I'll maybe expand on this a little bit. But so supposedly there was the, and you were, you were making fun of me because I said the guy's name is Fitch Wanger, but... Feuchtwanger. Is that right? Is that what you would say? I don't remember how it's spelled, but it sounds better than Fitchwanger. Fitchwanger. You can, you know, you can say whatever you say, whatever you want. Wanger's hot dogs. But this, but it was in St. Louis, supposedly. And this guy was selling just sausages on the street like you would. And as you do, as you do. And he would give people, he's like, oh, these things are hot, you know, because he just had it boiled. And so he would give people gloves to wear and you would wear gloves and eat the hot dog. What kind of gloves? Well, they said they were, they didn't say for sure, but there's a, there's a few versions of the story and one version is their white gloves. But that's all they say. Yeah. Now that elevates a hot dog. That kind of does. Yeah. White cotton gloves or even satin. But then people would people would run off with them because they were they probably were like satin or something like that, and they're like people keep stealing the gloves. Well, you're not gonna if you're getting food off a food cart, it's because you're on the go. Yeah, you don't have time. You can't expect you to stand around, eat the hot dog, and give the gloves back. Yeah, that's just bad business. Yeah, so so the dude's wife was like, "Hey, give give him a put it in a roll, give him a piece of bread, and then they can run off with it." And just keep it. More food Sounds too. Sounds like she was smarter than him. I know the the a businesswoman. Um, so that's kind of like an origin of the the meal hot dog as we kind of think about it. The word dog has been linked to sausages since the eighteen hundreds, at least, and because they. In in parts of Germany, they really would. God, Piggy's not in here. They really would like oh, it was. use dog meat sometimes or put it in as kind of a filler kind of thing. And so they were like, yeah, it's maybe a little bit of truth to that, you know. But then, and this is something I learned too, the FDA kind of became, did it, started doing its consumer regulatory thing in like 1906 or so. And so by that point, hopefully there were no like dogs 1960s? Ho- 1906. Oh. Yeah, you would hope not. So, but but even then, so the term hot dog was used in the in the 1880s, but 
Um, it was really like a common phrase around the year 1900. Hot dog. Hot like that. dog. Yeah. I told you when I was babysitting Kai when he was like three or four. or No, it had to have been like three, two or three. The Mickey Mouse Funhouse mm. song. Hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. And it was, I watched about 900 episodes in one day. And at that, and after that, I heard that song everywhere. I was in the doctor's office like a couple weeks later, and it was on in the waiting room. Are you sure, or was that just? I don't know. Mm. I could have been having a, a break, a mental break at that could point. Have been. There's no no idea. But continue. Hot okay. dog. Okay. So 1900s. So now we're getting into the to the ingredients, right? This is, you start reading the packages and things like that. There's a lot of things. It's like, what is that, you know? So. Sure. They have just, okay, straight up meat, you know? That's like if you get, if you got a real fancy hot dog, then maybe they just take a real, like, cut of, like, ground beef or something, you know, or some, you know, if it's an all beef hot dog, if it's pork, maybe pork shoulder or something like that. Okay. But for the most part, the, the, um, the hot dogs are made of stuff that's leftover, you know, like you cut the nice part of the steak off the bone for an all beef. And then it's like, what's left? Well, we'll cut that off a little bit more and put it in and give a hot dog. There's stuff like face meat that might go in, you know, like the muscles on your face or not your face. I don't understand why people. So like, there's a lot of, um, like if you're going to eat a pig's ass, why wouldn't you just, why do you have a problem eating its face? My, well, I will. I don't, is it like, is it worse meat? Like, is it bad for you? Well, I'm not here to promote. I'm not, I'm not sponsored by big hot dog. But, and I also maybe have two hot dogs a year, so I'm not defending hot dogs, but is that meat worse? So I will... Do I not want to eat a pig's face? I will skip to a later point I was going to make. And if they li- if if there are organs, and I think the butt would be part of the digestive tract, would be an organ. Okay. They have to list organs separately. So even if it's like oh. liver... If it's heart, if it's any stuff like that, that's left over, it has to be like muscle tissue or there's a list of things that can be, but okay, organs are not one of them. Okay. I don't know if I've ever read the ingredients on a hot dog. It's one of those things where like, here's when I eat a hot dog. I'm visiting family. I'm not buying a hot dog on my own or I'm on vacation. I'm in New York. Yeah, it's usually some occasion like that. Or like a, you know, like a fire pit. Anytime there's a fire. fire, It's kind of fun. It's a thing to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and I think a lot of my, you know, people are like, oh, this is just hot dogs. They don't necessarily get something that's good. They just buy, oh, they get the cheapest thing that there is. Sure. They're all the same. They're all just, and I'm kind of like, okay, reading some of these ingredients, maybe I think. I think there's a way to upgrade. So one of the one of the common ingredients is mechanically separated meat. That is on a lot of particularly like not I've even the cheaper. That. But basically that's a process. It was it wasn't developed until the 50s, but they they like steam meat and bones and it kind of like they they get it off and then they put it in a sieve and they kind of it's a very processed way to get meat. That's not just like taking it and cutting it off and grinding it up. This was, this is what comes and And this kind of like turns into like this, they call it white slime sometimes because it's just, I've seen very, gifts. Yeah. Yeah. It's just very, and this is probably what you think of when a lot of hot dogs kind of have that kind of smushy. What is that? You know, it definitely doesn't kind of feel like meat. But that, that is the, the modern day like hot dog that probably when you were talking about hot dogs, like, you know, from the, from the 1900s, the 1920s didn't have that stuff. Right. They didn't have the machines to do it. Right. 
And so Oscar Meyer comes along and then now they're doing that. And it's come and you know, we kind of make fun of it now, but that's also like it's dirt cheap food. And back then, yeah. like people were starving more or less. Today we kind of think, oh, everyone's it's kinda, like bread. Yeah. It's like white bread. That stuff fed millions of people. Yeah. And it's it's like today our epidemic is kind of like overeating, I think, from a health health you know, heart disease and things like that can be can be driven by that. Back then is starvation was probably still malnutrition because of not getting enough food. And so this was kind of a you know, hot dogs were a way to kind of feed people on the cheap. Well, someone in the chat brought up a good point. Shouldn't you be using the whole animal? That too, you know, you're it's it's an efficient. It's an efficiency thing. And so exactly. It's it's a way to Although not I be guess wasteful. you shouldn't just I don't, you maybe shouldn't, you just, you shouldn't just eat something because it's there if it's going to hurt you. Right. And I'll skip ahead too, that they're saying like eating hot dogs, like eating one hot dog a day or more, don't do it. It's bad for you. Processed meat in general. But you have one every now and again. So long as your whole diet's not hot dogs. Fine. Um, So one of the ways, um, you know, with a sausage... It's usually in like an in, like a, a small intestine, you know. It's the in casing. A, the casing, yes, like a natural casing. But hot dogs aren't, are they? Well, some hot dogs. This is kind of one of the upgrades you can get. I mm-hmm. just assumed I was eating plastic. If I'm being honest. Well, it's you can get a, the nice ones, or maybe the nice one depends on your taste. Have natural casings, and that ha- and that had that is the intestines. When you say nice ones, you mean like more expensive, right? Well, yeah, most for the most part, yeah. And they they I think have kind of an appeal where it's kind of like you bite in. It's like biting into a balloon and it pops. You know, there's something a little fancier about it. There's something a little more the mouth feel. Well, I think there's an extra pop to it. Would you rather eat the poop shoot lining of a of an animal or or like a, I don't know what the other one is though. What's the op? What's the other end of it? Well, that? I think it's the small intestine. Does so poop that's, not that's go the through pee. There? I think that's the pee, the pee tube. No, 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 no. The small intestine connects to the large intestine. Oh, does it? I don't know. The bladder is the pee. Oh, I don't know. We're not scientists, and we're, we're not all scientists. S- Call your doctor before you eat any poop shoots. Um. Poop shoot is that a is that a bad thing to say? I, I feel like know. it's used badly, but um, I'm ba- I'm basically saying you know, poop, poop, gone through there. But I think they they wash it. Okay, like wash that's your hands fair. after you go to the bathroom. Wash your intestines. Wash your anus before you, before eat, you eat it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's good advice just for you know life as well. There you go. Um, and then there is conversely skinless. And basically what they do is it's not in a piece of plastic, but they put it in plastic, then they cook it and then they take the plastic off. And so you just have it. Oh, it's just, a, it's like a mold. Right. It's basically a little mold. Um, well, that sounds nice. Yeah. Um, okay. So some things, uh, world records, world records. Hot dog eating contest. Hot dog. What did, did I tell you? What's the what's the most hot dogs eaten in? in I think it's ten minutes. This my note says seventy three. Was it seventy five? Seventy five. That's just not the move. I think I just. I mean, you know. You know, I don't want to shame the sport of hot dog eating. Well. It's, I imagine it is really not good for you in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because it's a lot of food hitting your stomach, <laughs> swallowed whole in a lot of, <laughs> yeah. in some cases. I, I, I just think, sometimes I think, hey, let's put that energy towards knitting or stamp collecting. Yeah. You know? So, and and the fact that the healthy the health recommendation one, one. hot dog per day well, and you're eating yeah. 
over two months worth of hot dogs, two and a half months worth of hot dogs in ten in minutes. Ten minutes. I. It feels deadly. I don't. I just don't know. I don't want to get it. I don't. I don't really want to know the how they deal with. Sure, that I'm afterwards. not here to shame the hot dog eating. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you do what makes you happy. I guess mm-hmm. you're not hurting anybody else. You're eating a hot dog yourself. Okay, longest. You want to pull me out of this hole? (laughs) Longest hot dog. Longest hot dog. Oh, God. Longest hot dog. Do I get to guess? Yeah. Um, I would say, how big is a football field? Um, Well, 100 yards. How many? um, Okay, so. That's 300 feet. I'll say say 200 feet. Wow, that is 60 meters in, I believe it was in Tokyo. What can I say? 197 feet. I know my hot dogs. And it, uh, I don't remember what it was for, but they had, they had a little story about it too. Oh. Nice. nice. Are there any- <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember, but they had a story about it. Well, yeah. I didn't want to, I was no, like, oh, this fine. is too that's long. Fine. This is too long. And I was like, I better cut that out. Um, most expensive hot dog. I get to guess? Yeah. Um, they I didn't put any gold or anything on it. No gold leaf or anything so that's super fancy. Dog. Just the hot dog plus the ingredients. You can think about all the different kind of fancy mustard and stuff like that that you might put on it. I'm going to say like um, $15,000. $15,000? Rich people, rich people buy the weirdest, wildest things. All right. Well, it wasn't that. Okay, well, let me give a more conservative. Just like if you were to say, if you were to say like, and this is a lot more plausible, like at a restaurant, you saw a hot dog on the menu. 800? 145.49. What are all the rich people broke suddenly? I don't know, but. $149? I mean, that's ridiculous, but that's not like, that's not like unobtainable for like a lawyer to eat. You could go in there and say, oh, I, I've eaten the most expensive hot dog in the world. I feel like if you are going to be able to say that, you better have paid like $40,000 for that hot dog. No, but it, but it's also like, you know, if they're going to eat the most expensive anything, you're not going to eat the most expensive. A hot dog is a national, in the blanket. a national treasure. I guess that's true. That's true. A national treasure. But this when people overseas have American parties, they eat hot dogs and popcorn. Oh, yeah. They eat hot dogs, hamburgers and popcorn and they eat them and they use red solo cups. Yeah. The national treasure. I believe it. Um, but this this hot dog, it was a uh, it was 18 inches long and I'll tell you the ingredients because it happens to be like the ingredients of the recommended one too. So this is okay. like Made the niche know the most expensive hot dog is made of the nicest type of hot dog you can get, but they had a bunch of imported mustard from France and stuff like that, and then they used truffle butter, um, imported bacon like from they put it on too. So there's a lot of stuff in it. I would have thought they used like what's that like Kobe beef or whatever. Mm, there's yeah. like X amount of cows per year or something. Yeah. Yeah, I would have thought, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I personally could make a a more expensive hot dog than that. (laughs) Well. I personally think that someone has failed at that. Capitalism is in in trouble. (laughs) If the most expensive hot dog is only. Get Bezos on the phone. I got a hot dog to sell him. Okay. Okay. That's the market for the rich, for the most expensive hot dog. All right. Um. Okay, so now we are to the recommendation portion. So, okay, recommendations. What do you What do you recommend, Justin? This is so. There's uh, there's an article, Marshall Bright. And it's called Refinery Forty Nine. I think it's a website. I don't know if that's. A I thing. know that website. Okay, but he did 49? some research. Twenty nine. Okay, that's what I thought it was. Okay. Um. But this is, he went and did some research like the USDA, Department of Agriculture, you know, they, um, 
he kind of read a lot of their ingredients list and did, you know, Wikipedia just says, here's the list of ingredients, but it doesn't really provide any commentary. It doesn't kind of weave a story together, you know? And so this is kind of his narrative that goes on top of it, you know? So, you know, like I was saying, like mechanically separated meat is a pretty popular ingredient. And that is, that is kind of the, you know, the sludge, the leftover parts. Um, a lot of the cheaper, the cheaper hot dogs, they'll they'll have like mixed meats. So you'll have a it includes chicken and pork, and it's like, well, that's not a good thing necessarily. Right? Yeah, get your protein from you know different multiple sources, sources that's multiple what they tell you. assembly line, whatever falls off at the whatever time they sweep off the floor. Uh, no, but but that's um, any anything. So anything that's um, got chicken or turkey in it. There's no, it can be all mechanically separated meat. So you're, okay. you're, you're getting like less of the, well, that's maybe I the mean, good stuff. Yeah. Um, sure. Then pork, there's a 20%. So anything that says this is a pork hot dog, then only 20% of it can be mechanically separated meat. And the rest would be more of a, like a sausage quality. It's maybe a little more finely cut up, but. So you should get. So pork is less mechanically separated. Right. Unless it's only 20% that's in there. And then the rest of it is. Well, that's 20% of all of the meat that's in there, right? The, yeah. Oh, okay. So he kind of ranks them a little bit. So the pork, I think that's what it comes out to. So beef hot dogs, all beef hot dogs. And you'll see at the grocery store, a lot of times these are more expensive Right. They're like the cheaper ones will be like $3 for a pack. These are like six or $7 for a pack. Part of the reason is because of mad cow disease, you can't use mechanically separated meat. It has to be beef, beef. Right. So, but meat, yeah. So the, so the all beef hot dog is like nicer parts of a whole part of the, cow that's maybe not like prime rib or anything like that but it's going to be a little bit nicer cut and then similarly like i would i would splurge for the natural casing to have that little bit extra texture that little bit extra pizzazz you know you like a nice snap a little snap when you bite into it okay and so those so the all beef natural casing hot dog was the most expensive one too. It was 18 inch, but, but you don't have to go that long. So when you're looking to buy a hot dog and you're like, ah, oh, they're all the same. I would take a look at the ingredients. You can see something that's mechanically separated meat. That probably means it's a little slimy sludgy. So what did, okay. So last night we went to the grocery store. Yeah. We were getting, well, first of all, you said you were going to make cheesy potatoes, and I didn't know the storm that was coming. <laughs> I th when you say cheesy potatoes, I think, oh, an actual potato that was scalloped, cut up, mm. put in with the cheese sauce on top. So cheesy potatoes to Justin is a package of freezer hash browns. What else? Well, so I used to call them football potatoes because we would okay. have them. They're more for of like a party. And then I've heard them called funeral potatoes too, because they all say it's like a potluck and then sure. the, the old ladies bring whatever. So you pour them in the casket. Yeah. Um. So they were that. You've got the hash browns, sour cream, a whole bucket of sour cream, cream of chicken soup, which we didn't, which add. we forgot. So I just put some ranch and some. You say other we stuff forgot, in. but yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, on my own podcast. Wow. You say we forgot, but yeah. All right. You do whatever. All right. We, we, we're a team, I guess. Okay, right. go on. Continue. And then uh, cornflakes on top. And then butter. Cornflakes. You got to put a bunch that's of butter right. in it. You pour butter in it and cornflakes. Um, it was delicious. Yeah. It was just not what I was expecting. But anyway, you decided to stop by the hot dog section. Mm -hmm. And I saw the... Little Smokies. The Little Smokies. The Little Smokies, the, which I haven't had in, I don't know, a decade or more. And I said, I need those right now tonight. I was going through it and I said, I need those. And they were, what are they? They're 
turkey and pork? I think so. And so you knew they were bad and you let me buy them. I didn't know you got them. I'm like, I didn't even see till we got to the checkout. And you let me. You didn't know? No. Of course, when I say I'm going to get something, I'm going to get it. You were talking about I said about I need it. those for my mental health oh, tonight. Oh, okay, okay. I need those little smokies. So those have. I've had four of them. And I looked yesterday. at the ingredients. Those have, not only do they have mechanically separated meat as the main, the star of the show, but then I think corn syrup is like the third ingredient. So those things are just like. Well, corn's a vegetable. What? So what? Well, there you go. You get some corn. I'm getting vegetables and meat. That's a whole meal in a in a one tiny little package. What are they called? Little Smokies? Little Smokies. I don't know if that's okay. a brand name or if that's just what you call them, but they're essentially like one third the size of a hot dog and like smaller in diameter too. Yeah. They're like two inches. And you just pop them out of the pack. Swallow one, them whole. Swallow them whole. Put one up your nose. Yeah. Come out the other nostril. Yep. A little seasoning. Pop it in. You have a swig of mustard, a shot glass of mustard. <laughs> oh, I have a fourth of a glass of champagne. Oh, wow. And yeah. then nibble on one yeah. or hold it like a cigar. All right. Well, that's hot dogs. That's so my that's, evening. That's hot dogs for you. Did you learn something? Um. Yeah, it made me kind of hungry. Yeah, I kind of like want to eat a hot dog. After. What's your preferred method of uh, cooking a hot dog? Oh, definitely like on the on the fire, you know, like in a campfire. I like a little bit burnt. In the house? Not in the house. But well, I mean, how do you cook it if you're cooking it in the house? Oh, in the house? Well, I really haven't in forever, but usually a microwave. But if I was to do it now, I'd probably do. I'd probably look up a way to do it in the air fryer. Uh, my mom did the thing where she. Fried them in the skillet. In the skillet, that was, I would you say that would be good. You cut them into quarters, though. Oh, really? She could do it so that it was still held together, but that also cooked it like all the way through, and it made it all crispy too. Wow. Okay. I have not been able to do this as an adult, but my mom was great at it. Give it a try. We had good hot dogs as kids. Well, um, ask your doctor. I guess in in summary, ask your doctor. About hot dogs. And if, if you're going to eat 75 of if them. If they're right for you. Um, and um, yeah, respect your body, maybe, <laughs> when it comes to uh, hot dog eating contests. Yeah. Thank you, Justin. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> well, that was good. Well, well, wait. What did the guy do whose name you pronounced was Frank? The Mr. Mr. Wanger, yeah, Mr. He was the inventor. Well, they don't really know. We don't know. Like for, he just kind of the glove guy. He's the glove guy. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Just making sure I remembered names. I use this for like party chat. And so I don't even know like if what he sold though would be today considered a hot dog, because that was probably more of just a straight up sausage by today's right definition. Well, you had to start somewhere. Exactly. The idea had to evolve from somewhere. So there he goes. Yep. Yep. Good for him. Uh, well, thank you for sharing with us about hot dogs. Well, hell, anytime. I've got some things, some party party facts. What do you call those? Yeah, this is like party it's your barbecue. Dozen. You'll be the most popular person. <laughs> well, I don't know if you call it white sludge and slurry. While everyone's cooking their hot dogs on the grill, if you're going to be the most popular person, there's but. a so pink slime and meat slurry are other. There was are white, other things. You said white slime in there somewhere. White slime is the an alternate name for mechanically separated God. meat. Yeah. Oh, it's pink, actually what they call it. Yeah. Pink slime has ammonia. They use ammonia to like That's do something. Right. That's good for cleaning. It cleans it up real good, but it's banned in Europe. <laughs> so, but you can eat it here in the United States. All you want. God. Okay. Well, don't. I will. Don't need ammonia. <laughs> Chat. Don't need ammonia. Ammonia gas. Um. Well, thank you, Justin. Yeah. Um. Speaking. Oh, of, sausage sleuth. Sausage sleuth. There's a when one of the Nancy Drew games, 
she wakes up or goes back to her room to find she's in Italy, I think. Chat will correct me if I'm wrong. Nancy Drew is in Italy. She finds a whole plate of sausages in her room. You have the choice to eat them all. You eat them all. They're poisoned. Oh, my goodness. And then at the end of the game, you're awarded with the title Sausage Sleuth. There you go. Which I was because I ate the hot dogs when I played the game. The sausages. Did you ever play it without eating all the hot dogs? No, I don't know why you would. I know. Yeah. If there's a, if you go into your bedroom and there's a plate of hot dogs, you should probably eat the hot dogs. Yeah. Well, they're poisoned, but live a little. Yeah. They're not deadly poisoned. They're just kind of <laughs> like they'll make you a little bit sick. I don't think she died. I think in that same game, though, she does blow herself up by mixing photography, developing ingredients incorrectly. Oh. I don't remember if that's deadly or not, though. It seems like they should fix that. Sometimes she blows up and she just ends up in the hospital. It's wild. No, oh, yeah. Um, speaking of wild things, are you ready to hear about time slipping? Wild and wacky. So this is the Wikipedia article is technically titled the Moberly Jordan incident. I think a lot of um, American English would say Jord- Jordan. I don't know if she pronounced it like the French way or not. So I'm just going to say Jordan. Sure. Um, and it's fancy. It sounds fancy. A.K.A. this is the ghost of Petit Trianon, wow. which is a place in Versailles. Ooh. We'll get to that. So what what is this? This is an alleged time slip or a time travel experienced by Charlotte Moberly and Eleanor Jordan in 1901. So what a time slip is, um, it's accidental time travel. Mm-hmm. It's alleged accidental time travel. So there are reports, you'll hear stories of like, oh, I went and I stayed in this hotel and everything was really old timey. It was weird. And then when I checked out and told my friends about it, it hadn't existed for a hundred years where I went to this store down the street and there were all these cheap things. And I tried to pay with my credit card and they didn't know what a credit card was. And the store, I told my mom about it and she said that store closed 60 years ago. Damn. So stuff, it's stuff like that. Um, so during this time slip, they claim to have seen ghosts, perhaps of Marie Antoinette, uh, around the gardens in Versailles as they had been in the late 18th century. Um, I originally saw this story on TikTok. It was obviously explained quickly, and now I'm explaining it slightly less quickly on Quickie Wakey What, but if you want to know more about it, there's a lot of information that I didn't even get to. So first of all, who are Moberly and Jordan? Uh, Charlotte Ann Moberly, born in 1846 in Winchester, England. Father was headmaster of Winchester College and Bishop of Salisbury. Uh, She was an academic. She had skills in Hebrew, Latin, Greek, and she was the first principal of St. Hugh's College in Oxford. So she was an academic. She was not just well-read, taught classes. Right. Because they're going to be making some claims. They're going to be making some claims that we're going to get to. So we're establishing their um, academic careers. So they're not just like at the bar 24-7 and then say, like, oh, guess what happened to me? I was- right. Allegedly. Yeah. Um, so Eleanor Jourdain was born in 1863 in Ashburn, England. Father was a vicar. She studied at Lady Margaret Hall, Oxford, co-founded a collegiate school and became headmistress. Moved to Paris in 1903. Well, I read some conflicting things. I don't know if she just had a flat in Paris and was there sometimes or if she lived there permanently. But she was also awarded a doctorate while there from the University of Paris. And she authored several textbooks. Wow. Okay. She had a very interesting later career. I believe it was her who was, I think she was ousted from a position and then, like, died of a heart attack. But I think she was also big in the suffrage movement. I think she was one of the first women to lecture in oh, wow. college. Um, you can read a lot about her. She seems to have a very big, like, after this event life. And it, so this happened kind of around the Gilded Age. 1901. So, yeah, the event Kinda... actually was in 1901. So, oh, okay. So, right after it then. Near the end yeah. of the Gilded Age. But the Gilded Age didn't exist in England. It was Edwardian, I think. Okay. At that point. Or, right. you know, some, something else. Uh, so, 
Moberly needed help running St. Hughes College and invited Jordan to help assist her. Uh, I've read that they were acquaintances from their Oxford days. So I'm not really sure what the truth is, if or it could have been both. Um, they were acquaintances and Moberly went to visit Jordan in Paris. Or if they were like, oh, can you be um, my vice principal? Let's get to know each other. I'm going to visit you in Paris. Mm. But regardless, Moberly went to visit Jordan in Paris in her flat. 270 Boulevard Respell. They have the address. Wow. Still, can you go? I looked it up on Google Maps. I could see it. I've yeah, never yeah. been to Paris, but I could see the building. Um, so August 10th, 1901. That's the date this happened. The pair decided to visit Versailles. It says they didn't think much of the palace, which I feel like is red flag number one. Because yeah. I've never been to Versailles, but I'm pretty sure I'd be gagged at the gold and just the everything. Well, I went to it and it was like when I was in high school, I think it's just so overwhelming. It's it's just there's so it's so big. So you thought too much about it. It's and it's just huge. It's kind of yeah. like I could see you it's kind of off putting in the sense that it's like nobody this is bigger than like a hotel needs to be. Why oh, would yeah. any one person want even want this? And it's not just the palace, it's the grounds. The grounds, too. There are different chateaus on the grounds, which we'll get to. Um, So they visited Versailles, didn't think much of the palace, wandered out to the garden of the Petit Trianon, uh, which was they found was close to the public. So the Petit Trianon, which I hope I'm saying that right, is a chateau and gardens on the grounds of Versailles. It was gifted to Marie Antoinette. She spent a lot of time there. She would go there to escape the burden of royalty mm. and to escape court life. Oh. So I imagine it's very well. She did her head. Yeah. So later there were trials with royalty. However, I think she was pretty fine uh, before her head came off. Yeah. Uh, so Moberly and Jordan, they took some wrong turns. They became lost. They say that there was a feeling of oppression and dreariness that came over them, that there was an atmospheric change. Mm. The vibes were off, essentially. Uh, Moberly later wrote, everything suddenly looked unnatural, therefore unpleasant. Even the trees seemed to become flat and lifeless, like wood worked in tapestry. There were no effects of light and shade, and no wind stirred the trees. Jeez. Uh, Jordan noticed a cottage scene and described it as a living picture or waxwork like Madame Tussauds. Um, They came upon a man by a garden kiosk. Jordan noted, the man slowly turned his face, which was marked by smallpox. His complexion was very dark. The expression was evil and yet unseeing. And though I did not feel that he was looking particularly at us, I felt a repugnance to going past him. It, wait a second. He had smallpox? Um, His face, which was marked by smallpox. I don't know if that means oh, that maybe, maybe he, the effects of smallpox. Yeah, like he'd had it. And, yeah. But, okay. Because I'm like, if he had smallpox, he's probably not in a That's good a mood. That's a red flag. Well, I probably wouldn't go near. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they saw various others in clothing, not of that period that they were in. Uh, they crossed a bit a bridge. Moberly saw a woman sketching in an old-fashioned dress. She later believed this to be Marie Antoinette. Oh. Uh, they re- returned to the palace, joined another party of visitors, and they toured more of the house, and then they went out for tea. Now, here's the aftermath. Neither of them mentioned the incident to each other, or to anyone, apparently, for about a week. But la- later, it was reported Moberly was asking Jordan, if she thought it was haunted, and Jordan said she thought it was. Wow. She thought maybe it had been. So three months later, they compared their notes. They wrote separate accounts of what happened to them. Uh, they researched the history of the Trianon and narrowed down their accounts to events that took place on August 10th, 1792. What? 109 years 
earlier. Wow. And six weeks before the abolition of the French monarchy. Oh, wow. Were they one of the last people to see Marie Antoinette? Well. (laughs) Um, They also allegedly identified the man by the kiosk as Comte du Vendre, who was a friend of Marie Antoinette. I probably said his name incorrectly. Uh, They visited the Trianon Gardens. They couldn't find the path from that day. They also found the grounds full of people. Oh, they went. So they went back and tried to retrace their steps. Couldn't find the landmarks. They couldn't find the bridge. And there were people everywhere. So they were like, like, unlike that day when it was empty. Pretty, yeah. Um, So they wrote a book. They wrote a book in that was published in 1911 called An Adventure. Under pseudonyms, fake names, Elizabeth Morrison and Francis Lamont. Ooh. It was a bestseller. Caused a sensation. Of course, someone is claiming to have seen Marie Antoinette a hundred years later. Uh, many reviewers and critics did not take it seriously. They found inconsistencies. Their, identif- their identity was made public either in 1931 or in the mid-1920s. I found two conflicting sources. Mm. Although apparently some of their friends knew and some of their reviewers allegedly knew. So let's get on to some explanations. Because something's not right. Something. Something's going on. Now, at the same time, there was a French poet named Robert de Montesquieu, who was a character in and of himself. He has his own Wikipedia page, and he had a wild life, it sounds like. So he lived nearby to Versailles. He threw parties where people dressed in period mm. costume. Uh, Marie, it's it's um, suggested the Marie Antoinette they saw was a society lady or it was someone cross-dressing for one of his parties. Um, and the poxmarked man was perhaps Montesquieu, which feels like a read. Yeah. Well. Be like, oh, we found this unpleasant, repugnant <laughs> man. And he's like, um, excuse me. That was probably me. <laughs> um, so there's a suggestion that they just crashed a fancy dress party. Um, it's been suggested. This is the one that I can't find any more information on. It's like a blip in the frickin' Wikipedia page. So it's been suggested by one modern critic that the experience was part of a repressed lesbian relationship that gave rise to a shared delusion. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I guess that's just something that happens when you're in the closet. How many time slips did you have? I, you know, yeah. Where I was at, where did you time slip to when you were coming out? I I went to the very first Wendy's when it opened. (laughs) Wow, Dave Thomas. Dave Thomas was there, and I saw Wendy. Wow. I said, "What's your last name, Wendy Thomas?" And she goes, "It's Wendy Wandy," which is something, which is an inside (laughs) joke from when we played Dead by Daylight from two years ago. I'm so (laughs) glad you brought it back to something no one will understand. (laughs) Um, So I can't find much about this one. That was a time slip. That was a time slip. I just time time slipped to, yeah, to a joke that wasn't funny before (laughs) and is still not funny in the future. Um, So I found the official source for this. It's an article or a book, I can't tell, from 1991 by Terry Castle. You had to pay $20 to access it, and I wasn't going to pay $20 to access Mm, it. So this is quickie, quickie, what? You know, this is a quickie. So you can find find out more about that. So I don't know how far they went with this theory. I don't I don't know the proof of this. I don't know if there's any. And then there is um there's a possibility they were just mistaken. Um there were subsequent editions apparently of an adventure, their book, that were published and things got more and more embellished every time. Mm-hmm. Um each seemed to remember something, the other didn't. Their inconsistencies in their accounts landmarks could be accounted for in different ways. I did see one thing that was like, they did find a map from like 1903, allegedly that had the bridge on it that no one else would have known about or something like that. Um, But apparently a lot of their references when they did their own research were from unreliable sources. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and this kind of wasn't something brand new. So in 1914, Moberly claimed to see Emperor Constantine at the Louvre. Oh, well. So she she did have experience past this with some paranormal. It said both of them did, but I didn't see anything else of uh, Jordan paranormal experiences. This story's been, I mean, it's an interesting, it's an interesting story. It was made into a movie, I believe, in 1981. It's been a BBC broadcast dramatization, and that was in 
Um, so yeah, just an interesting jumping off point for more spooky stories yeah. that I also don't believe, but that it's fun to read. Yeah. If you were going to time slip, oh, like that movie, what, um, where he goes back to the golden age of Paris or whatever, uh, you know, um, and he's also in Loki. No, we watched it to get it's, it's math. Is that Matthew? That's not Matthew McConaughey. No. Who's no Owen Wilson? Owen Wilson. Oh, and, he and goes Rachel McAdams. Pa- pa- uh, Paris goes Midnight to Paris, Paris. Talks to all the people. Paris, in Paris. Hemingway's there. Yeah, and that and so he's time slipping. Mm, he's yeah. time slipping. Where would you time slip? Well, I think it's the other I don't way. I guess you get to choose first night. What? Where the the Netflix. Isn't that what it's called? What'd you say? For, is it first night where the guy goes to the future and and he's a t- night, but he lives. It was on uh, Katya and Trixie and Katya watched it. What? The Christmas movie. Oh, the night before Christmas. The night before K- Christmas. K-N-I-G-H-T. Yes. He slipped to the future. He slipped to the future. But I think a witch did that to him. Oh. I don't think that was a time slip. I think oh. a witch told him he had to learn a lesson. Which is another way you can time travel. Yeah. There are many ways. But I think going Vanessa back. Vanessa Hudgens, yes. There's things like from, from like college. I'd be like, oh man, I'd go time slip back to that. And be like, really? what? wait a second, what happened? I'm not time slipping any. Well, I think you're still your age. No, but I wouldn't like be pretending to be me. I'd just be oh. like, hey, what happened there? I don't know if you're allowed to time slip to an age to when you still existed. Oh, you it seems go like everyone back. goes like back, back. Interesting. Well, I'd just do Owen Wilson's then. Paris, <laughs> I guess he seemed like he had fun. Yeah, good for him. The, what's it, good for the, Owen Wilson? What was the Van Gogh thing when we did the virtual Van Gogh? That was a cool little. Kind of a time slip where they do the VR headset and you go back to where he drew the paintings. Oh, and yeah. So we went to see the Van Gogh experience, which is kind of gimmicky, but it was fun. Um, and they give you the the VR and you like walk down. You like walk the little village through. that he lived in. Yeah. Was it? It was something like that. I thought that. it was like his art. No, but it was like a, it was based on the places that he went and you kind of like recreated a version of oh where he kind of hung out. I loved the, uh, yeah, if you can see the Van Gogh experience, I do recommend it. It was a lot of fun. The room where all the walls and the ceiling and the floor were projected. That, that was, was pretty. Cool. We I sat in the there for like, pretty, yeah. we sat in there for like 30 minutes or something. It was beautiful. Because it takes about 20 minutes for it to cycle all the way through. And then you're kind of like, oh, I'll watch this right, next part again right. a little bit. And then, yeah. 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 If you're, but if you get dizzy easily, watch out. Yeah. Anyway, um, careful where you end up in time. That's the lesson we're taking away from this. And if you do time slip though, try a hot dog. It seems like they used to be better back in the day. Well, there's a, there's a sweet spot because before the FDA, you might be eating something real bad. So you want to go, so what, 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 like 1910, I would say that's probably the best year to eat it. Do you know people, people shit in the streets. No, that was after the Gilded Ages when they started not. Well, I mean, people kind of did. I don't know. Well, the, maybe you know, it depends where it's probably dependent on where you live. Depending on where you lived, yeah. But not everyone universally did like they used to back in fifteen hundreds. Yeah, wear some wear some knee high boots. Wade through the shit and find yourself a good hot dog. Nineteen ten. That would be before 1910. You can wear just loafers. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, wherever you end up, we hope you find a good hot dog. Do you have any final, final words? For no. Listeners? Wow. I'm just excited. Um, oh, we're thinking about doing some TikToks. Oh yeah. We, we might turn some of, uh, some moments from these into TikToks. Like we said at the beginning, we will be taking the next two weeks off. Memorial Day and the weekend after that. And then we'll be coming back with more quickie wiki articles for y'all. But in the meantime, we think we're going to edit some TikToks. They'll be up on my TikTok, which is Half Moon Joe. Um, 
So yeah, stay tuned for those. Um, and stay tuned for more wonderful episodes of Quickie Wiki What. It's been yeah. a nice seven episode starter run. Yeah, I'll say. Um, all right. Well, all this, as usual, came from the wikis, but there's tons more information about these topics out there. Go check them out. And thank you for listening to Quickie Wiki What. Once again, you'll be able to find the VOD of this episode on YouTube as well as the audio wherever you get your podcasts. We will be streaming this. Uh, oh, I got to change that part of the script. We won't be streaming next week's episode live again on twitch.tv slash halfmoonjoe, but we will in two weeks. So we will see you then. Thank you guys so much for being here. This was a blast. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll be coming back with more Wiki articles. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.